Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hey listeners, it's A-Train. I am talking with our good buddy Super E. Super E, how are you? What's up? You doing all right? Yeah, so far we've survived the massive storms out here yes. in the western part of the state. Yeah, it got a little ugly there, didn't it? You know, for like, I guess it was like a minute, the trees were all, they looked like they were doing the limbo. <laughs> and and their branches were shooting off into the road. I know, that's the way it looked at my place too. Yes, yeah. it was very scary. Oh man, well we survived. Yes, we, we had to go out. We had to go out without power for six hours. Oh man, you, yes. candles and stuff. Did you get those out? What'd you do? No, we just sat there and looked at our phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everybody else in America, just yeah. stare at your phones. Just stare at the phones. like a zombie. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you survived. All right. What uh, What you got in mind today? What are you going to tell us? Well. Even though I haven't had much chance to think about it, I want to talk about things that made Super E look like Superman. Uh, that was actually just a coincidence and uh, kind of like a, a people's. It's the way people viewed it. Mm-hmm. That they thought I was like uh, some sort of super stud policeman when actually it was either luck or they didn't see the whole thing. Uh huh. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an uh, example of number one. Okay. This was a million years ago. Um, I think Wham was still a, a group then. And uh, <clears throat> anyways. That's when you had the George Michael stubble. Yes, I had the George Michael stubble. And I, my, police, my police uniform just white and lived life on it. And but, you, hey, tell me this isn't pathetic, but I know the other guy's name. Andrew Wrigley. Andrew Wrigley. I remember he had a solo song there for a while where he wore a top hat before Slash. He did? Yes, I believe so. Oh, my God. You know what? All the uh, manly listeners out there have just tuned us out. They vomited and... <laughs> I'm vomiting myself, to be honest. Yes, Yes, and hit the reject button. Yeah. But this was like, you know, early 1985. And uh, get a run of a breaking alarm to, it was like one of their rental car companies. And this, it was just like a regular building, like, you know, any muffler shop would look like. And it had like a 10-foot fence that surrounded the back parking lot all the way around. Okay. Well, one of the first officers that got there said, I see the dude. He sees me. He just ran, it looks like, towards the back. So I think he's going out to the back parking lot. Okay. I was like, all right. So I was young and aggressive and ready to rock and roll. And uh, I went running, and I could see the guy running towards the back trucks. But there was, like I said, there was a 10-foot fence that went all the way around, and there was no gates or anything. And as I was running... I saw that there was a gas pump there, about four foot tall, 
I got I was running as fast as I can, used the gas pump to launch myself off the gas pump up in the air onto the 10 foot fence and just launched myself over that and hit the ground. Wow. Ran apprehended the guy, cuffed him, stuffed him, and walked him back. What I didn't know is one of our sergeants, it was a female sergeant, and she was about three foot tall. And uh <laughs> All she could see, all she saw was from her vantage point as she come racing up was that when she pulled up, she looked over to her, her right and she saw me flying through the air over the 10 foot tall fence. She didn't notice the gas pump. So she assumed that I must have had rocket powered <laughs> shoes and launched myself over the fence. So when I walk into roll call the next day, or next evening, 10 o'clock at night, she's talking to the old timers that worked in the district next to us. They was called David Sector. We were George. Uh-huh. And the old timers were listening. And as I walked in, she goes, oh, there is Officer Pre-Super E right now. There he is. I'm just telling them. That's the way she was. She was real dramatic. I was just telling them how I saw you fly through the air all the way up that 10 foot fence in one swell jump. And I was wondering where is his red cape at with a giant S on his chest? And they were like going, so you, all the old timers, you scaled a 10 foot fence in one leap. And I, I'm looking around and I'm like, and they all look so impressed. And you always wanted the old timers to be impressed by you because we looked up to them. Absolutely. And I said, is that what she's been telling you guys? And they go, yes. So that's what you guys think? They said, yes. I go, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I, I did not want to spoil their perce- their perception yeah. of me. I didn't make any mention of the gas pump launching pad. So then after that, I was, you know, I was a big deal for, I was big medicine. Yeah. You know, with the old timers. <laughs> big medicine. <laughs> yes. Uh. And then. And then not too long after that, I mean, it was just right after that. <clears throat> this is one um, we call a Washington Street, downtown Washington Street. Back in the day, it was had an eastbound lane and a westbound lane. Right. It's not one way as it is now. Yeah, I'm, wa- I'm walking out of the, our city county building, and I'm in my uniform. And some uh, frantic civilians come racing up to me as I'm walking out of uh, that that. Uh, east side exit and I'm walking to my uh, police car and they go officer officer there's a giant fight right over here on Washington Street you must do something about it now and I was and I was like I will I was like you know Adam 12 Adam 12's on it (laughs) Adam 12 so I I jump in my police car and I just had to drive like 20 yards to get to Washington Street and I see this dude racing up to my car Okay. So I roll down the window. He races up to the passenger side, and he's he's kind of like this. He's kind of shrill. Officer, officer, those guys in that car over there—they're harassing me and threatening to beat me up. They're going to beat me up. And he's bent over and screaming in my car. Okay. So I look over at the guys he's talking about, and they're in an old '87 Olds Cutlass. And uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, not '87. 78 Holtz Cutlass. Okay. Oh, I, I got things all, all mixed up. All right, dyslexic boy. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. Uh, we'll discuss, well, my wife's that way too. I'll discuss some of her shit later. Anyways, so I look to see the car he's talking about, and it's full of the most 
sketchiest hillbillies you've ever seen. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, they weren't well-bred. They were all inbred. That's what they look like. And I, so I neatly assume these are the troublemakers right here. Right. These guys, you know, are all the, they're causing this guy all kinds of grief. So I'm actually assuming them. So I jump out of the car. I jump out of my car and they're slowly creeping eastbound on Washington Street. And I'm walking up to him like, I'm going, hey guys, you guys got a problem? What's your guys' problem? And as I'm getting like, I don't know, three feet from the car and the guy's getting ready to talk to me, here comes the main complainant to come run out to my car. He blows by me, gives, you know, and kind of knocks me out of the way. And he reaches in, grabs the driver under his armpits, and starts doing the reverse pile drive on him <laughs> with it, his guy's head hitting the roof of the car. Oh, no. Smashing the headliner. I'm, I'm not talking about it's just like he was just kind of shaking him a little bit. You could hear the bong, bong, bong. I thought, man, is that, and he's making an impression in the hood. Oh, I mean, this dude. His head was getting blasted okay. in the top of that car. And I was like, he's going to kill this guy without even thinking about it. Without, you know, They had no time to think, no nothing. Uh, yeah. I just reached around, grabbed the guy in a bear hug, lifted him up, slammed him to the ground because it was all one big move. Uh-huh. And it's like I knew, actually knew what I was doing with the cuffing techniques and everything. I cuffed and stuffed him like in a second. And, and then I could feel a bunch of guys running up behind me. I thought they were getting ready to jump me, you know, the crazy-looking hillbillies and the old cutlass. Right. All I did was turn around and said, and I'll kick all your fucking asses, too, if you you know, if you want to start something. And they're like, no, 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 sirree, Chuck Norris. <laughs> we ain't fucking with you. The way you just took that motherfucker down. I did not know what they had seen this guy do, and they proceeded to tell me. This is why they were so impressed. They were like, Chuck Norris Rambo. I'm like, what? <laughs> Here's what they saw. Okay. This guy that ran up to me screaming for help, the hillbillies in the old cutlass, they could hear a bunch of screaming down Washington Street. And so they see this dude running around and smashing his fists on the hoods of people's cars. Okay. Screaming at somebody. So they're pulling up on him slowly to see what is this guy's problem. Then they see him run over and grab, you know, remember the paper machines that they keep on the sidewalk? Yeah. With the newspapers in it? Yeah. He picks that up and throws it in the street. Oh, dear. And so they're like, oh, my God, we got to find a police officer <laughs> or a payphone because yeah. he's going to kill somebody. So that's what they're thinking. And little did I know. This dude, they're watching. I couldn't see it because he was bent over in my, you know, talking to me through the pastor. He was six foot seven or six foot eight, two hundred sixty pounds. Oh. He was humongous. I did. He was bent down to the car, and then I just walked. I just got out and just walked straight towards him. I didn't even know what he looked like. And then he races past me, bumps me out of the way. And when I got my bearings, I thought this guy's going to kill this dude. I just reach around and pick him up, take him down, cuff him. And then that's when these guys get, oh, oh my God, this guy's a superstar. Are you, are you like a triple, quadruple black belt? And I go, no. And uh, I said, you know, I I have watched a couple of Delta Force movies. Yes, yes. I used to, yeah. I used to love yes. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw a Bruce Lee movie here or there. Like, oh, my God, this guy was going to kill us. And then the driver goes, he about killed me. I thought my head was going to split open. He goes, oh, my God, if the rest of the cops are like you, 
And I'm like, well, they kind of are. (laughs) 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 And uh, so anyway, so then um, I had to write up this report. And again, the next night, I don't know who called in. Somebody must have called in and said, you know, oh, one of your officers had to take down this humongous guy. And, uh, you know, they're called, did you take, this guy was like six foot seven, six foot eight. It was the downtown guys, the oh. ones the guys who run downtown. Yeah. They said, we heard about you taking down that six foot eight monster. You know, they were like, this, have you had karate? <laughs> I just, like I said, I saw Delta Force. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, but anyway, so those were just a couple of things where I basically didn't do anything special that I thought of. And per- people perceived me as like some hero. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I, I got a question for you. So, the the short uh, female sergeant that saw you, I'm doing air quotes, flying through the air. Yes. Uh, so, is this where you first got the nickname Supery? Is this? Ne- no, no, no. She said I was super. Okay. She used the term. Said the word E, but no, no. Supery came from our good friend Tark Tice. Is that right? That's okay. That, so that's the origins. He coined the nickname Super E. Yep, yep. He just wow. called me on the phone one day, and and this is what he said to me. I said, "Hey, Tark." He goes, "What's up, Super E?" And I said, "Oh, nothing." And I was like, "I kind of like that." And I then like so, that. and we were playing. So one day we were playing basketball, and somebody said, "Hey, great shot, Biggie," is what they would call me. Okay, and I said, I said. I now prefer Super E. <laughs> yes. And they, they stopped and they're like, what? I said, I prefer Super E. <laughs> and it just immediately stuck. So, I mean, it was within a week. I was now on the radio. Hey, uh, Super E, can you drive around to the north side of the house? So, in essence, you pulled a George Costanza where you were lobbying for your own nickname. Because remember, he wanted to be called T-Bone. I don't remember that. You don't remember that. Then the other guy in the office got the nickname and he was all pissed. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that now. Yes. Well, I'm I'm just gonna tell you those those two little uh, incidents you told us about, I mean, those were super on the the surface they were super. Man, that's awesome. Well, do you know okay, listeners might want to know where where did old A Train get his nickname? Do you know where I got it? I I do, but uh, let the uh, listeners know. So it was our our favorite informant. We're gonna call him G Dog. Uh, he was a uh, he was from Chicago. He was a back in the day. I think he was a he was a gang banger. Uh, car thief was his. He he likes to steal cars. Oh anyway, really? Yes, that was his big thing. Um. But uh, so he was from Chicago, and I remember when we first hooked up, he just immediately started calling me A Train. What's up, A Train? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And guess what? And then as soon as I as soon as I heard him call you A Train, <laughs> it it stuck. It's That's stuck. he is he is now I christened you. I, yes. I took a sword out. You did. He is now A Train united me, Sir A Train. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you, I tell you what, this informant of yours. Me and him would, we could go anywhere. Yep. I don't know how many of the stories that I told about him, but this is what I remember what me and he would do. It worked every time. You know, we'd always investigate 
illegal bootlegging. And that's okay. where people on Sundays would sell beer from their house. Right. And there's always some neighborhoods were madder in hell when a bunch of drunks were wandering through the neighborhood, going to the back door of a house to buy beer. So we would get the call and we'd have to go do it on Sunday. And I was always told, oh, Super, you can't go to this one because you're not the right demographic for this one. And I go, I believe I have it covered. And I would call A-Train's informant. Yeah. What did we say his name was again? We're, we're calling him G-Dog. G-Dog. I'd give old G-Dog a call. Yeah. Me and G-Dog would pull up in his, one of his old pieces of shits. I'd be the passenger. He would always just mosey on up to the uh, bootleg house. And the bootleg house is in the hood. They would, they would have like three or four lookouts because, right. you know, those, you know, they were very cautious because they didn't want to be robbed either. Right. And so they were very, so I just sat in the car and G-Dog was so good. He would go up there and he'd go, hey, you guys got any whiskey? They go, what do you want the whiskey for? My, my good man, Indian Ray out there, he's an Indian. Oh. And I said, he used to, he used to, I told him when they asked what kind of Indian I was, just tell him I'm Beach Grove Akoi. And uh, did you say on. Beach Grove Akoi? Yes, and they would go. Like, I, I think I've heard of that tribe. Oh yeah, yes. It's it's a it's a the, the southern tribe that likes to watch NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, watch NASCAR and wear Larry Bird uh, jerseys. But uh, anyways, <laughs> so all of a sudden, G Dog would go, "Hey, Indian Ray, they got a bottle of whiskey. Come on up." And I would walk past lookouts like, yeah. uh, pardon me, excuse me, walk, get out of the fucking way, <laughs> go in there, make a buy, boom, take it. And everybody's like, oh, how did you do it? G-Dog. G-Dog. He was my he, he was my ticket. Was he also, when you guys go in to buy dope, he would just walk in and go, where the dope at? <laughs> he, yeah, he was, okay, have we already told the story about where he, he fell down? We did that one, right? Yes, yeah, we talked about yeah. it. Yeah, we, we talked about that one. We would just go up, and he would just say, you know, like, where's the dope? And, and I, that's what I learned, you know. I got that from him and also a guy named, his name, what was his name? We'll call him Jeff, Jeffrey. Okay. We would we would go into the projects. We would drive in my old, uh, at the time, I had a sweet 67 Chevy Biscayne before it blew up. And we would just drive right into the projects, and, and Jeffrey, as an informant, he was kind of like a very soft version of Urkel. He looked like an unbelievable nerd. Yeah. Very soft-spoken, uh -huh. goofy Urkel. Until we got to the middle of the projects, and there was a bunch of dudes around, and he opened the drawer and jumped out. Immediate personality change. And I, I soaked it all up. I watched everything he did. He would be like, well, Mr. Super, he... Uh, there's some guys up here. Would you like to get out? We'll ample up on them and try to buy some cocaine and extra coca. <laughs> and I'd be like, sure, man. He would jump out of the car and they'd all look at us because we were salt and pepper team. They'd look at us a little suspicious. They'd go, what do you motherfuckers want? Meat out of his mouth. He'd be like, fuck you. Where's the motherfucking dope? And they'd go, are you guys the police? And this is where I learned my response. Yeah. They'd go, are you guys the police? Fuck No. And we would just keep on walking right up to him. So that's where I learned, hey, are you the police? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, as opposed to, uh, I'm not the police. Are you the police? 
Yes, I, I hated that. Well, what, what are my tennis shoes? I've got tennis shoes on. I wouldn't be a policeman if I was wearing tennis shoes. And I've got blue jeans on. And I'm wearing a baseball jersey. And my Cincinnati Reds have turned backwards. That makes me a gangbanger. Right. I'm like, no, that oh. makes you a fucking ass. Oh, I'm telling you what, you turn that baseball hat around, you are in, oh. you're immediately a gangbanger. That's right. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. the bar would uh. be fooled immediately. <laughs> He's got his hat on backwards. He can't be DEA or the police. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, we we're talking about G Dog. You know, I just recently I tried to get a hold of him because uh, I wanted to see if he wanted to come on the podcast. Um, but I was not successful in getting a hold of him. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to put my, have detect- to put my detective detective, detective hat back, hat on. back on. Yeah. Yeah. Go go find him, man, because he was he was great. I liked dealing with him. Yeah, I did too. I did too. He was a good. He was a good guy. Yep, he was a good informant, that's for sure. Ten four. Well, listen, the uh, okay, we've heard some origins on you know where Supery got his name, Supery, and it yes, man, that's some impressive stuff. Flying oh, over, uh, oh, over yeah. fences, taking down Hulk Hogan. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was more surprised than me because <laughs> when I, when I when I got the guy up and and, and I, I was asking him for the rest slip, I go, "Okay, how tall are you?" I thought he was going to say six foot one. He goes six. Uh, he goes six seven. Oh, I'm six eight. I thought he was going to say two hundred pounds. He goes, "I'm two sixty. I'm like, "Oh my god, god damn. This could have went so fucking bad. Oh, that could have been so bad. Was, yes. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't have time to think about it. Because yeah, you might no have, thinking. Yeah, you might have not done that. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's fan- that's fantastic stuff, Air Super E. Uh, I like it. Let's go with it. Ten four. All right. Listen, everybody, come back and let's do some more. We'll see you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.